Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 237 of the podcast. And on this episode, I am talking about all the big moves that have been made so far during the baseball offseason. Because after weeks of being dormant, the baseball offseason is finally starting to get exciting. And the first move that needs to be discussed is outfielder Aaron Judge returning to the New York Yankees on a nine-year, $360 million deal. The 31-year-old outfielder will be 40 at the end of this contract. The Yankees' main competition came in the form of the San Francisco Giants. There's a few ways to look at this deal. The Yankees cost themselves a lot of money by not signing Judge last offseason. The other is that they had to do this. When a player has an all-time season like Judge did, he's going to get paid an all-time contract. It worked out for both sides. Judge would not have put up the same power numbers in San Francisco and the Yankees keep the face of their organization. There was no backup plan that was was going to satisfy Yankees fans and owner Hal Steinbrenner knew that and that's why he intervened at the last minute and gave Judge an extra year on his contract offer. Judge had the best year entering free agency in the history of baseball and he got paid like it. The most surprising move this offseason has been the Dodgers losing Trey Turner to the Phillies. The 29 year old shortstop gets an 11 year $300 million contract. While some other baseball teams have shied away from handing out decade-long deals, the Philadelphia Phillies clearly have not. They gave Bryce Harper a 13-year deal and now lock in his former Nationals teammate for the next 11 seasons. Turner is a contact hitter, so you'd think he's going to age well, but he's also a player who relies on speed. Coming off of losing the World Series, the Phillies are definitely in win-now mode. They have Dave Dombrowski, who is the master of that. We saw him do it with Boston. We saw him do it with Detroit. We saw him do it with the Marlins. This guy spends the money on the players he wants, and he spent big-time money on Trey Turner. And truly, the only way for this all to work out for the Phillies is for them to win a title, because when you get locked into these type of deals, remember those Phillies teams that won the World Series, and then they had a ton of bad contracts? at the end. They were overpaying Jimmy Rollins. They were overpaying Ryan Howard. They were overpaying Chase Utley. Now imagine doing that and not winning it all. The Phillies have to win it all to justify this kind of massive, massive spending. Speaking of another team who is not afraid to give out long-term deals, the San Diego Padres have signed shortstop Xander Bogarts for 11 years, $280 million. As as a Red Sox fan, this one hurt. The team obviously was never going to sign him for that many years, but they could have made him a more competitive offer last offseason to get him to stay in Boston. I remember when Mookie Betts left and people defended the trade by saying Betts didn't want to be a member of the Boston Red Sox. You can't make that case with Bogarts. He was clearly somebody who wanted to 
to spend his entire career as a member of the Boston Red Sox. It's ridiculous that at this moment, the last member of the 2018 Boston Red Sox lineup still on the team is Raphael Devers, a player that they might lose next offseason. For the San Diego Padres, I view this as Fernando Tatis Jr. insurance. They have no clue what he'll be like coming off of that suspension, and I wouldn't be shocked if they trade him. That team is stacked either way. They have Xander Bogarts now. They have Juan Soto. In general, baseball is in such a weird place. Like, when I was growing up, it was the Yankees and the Red Sox going after all the big-time free agents. Remember in 2004, they were both after Alex Rodriguez, and whoever got that player was going to be the team of the decade or whatever. That's what it used to be like. In 2008, they both went after Mark Teixeira. The Yankees got him. They went on to win the World Series. That's what it used to be like. Those were the teams spending the most amount of money. Now we're in this weird spot where the teams spending the most amount of money are the Philadelphia Phillies and the San Diego Padres, while the Yankees are just holding on to their star player, and the Red Sox are letting their star player go to the Padres. I grew up when the Red Sox were stealing stars from the Padres, like Adrian Gonzalez. This is a really weird role reversal for the Red Sox. And yes, following the team all of these years, I know they have been burned by some bad deals. Carl Crawford, Chris Sale, David Price, John Lackey, Hanley Ramirez, Pablo Sandoval. The list goes on and on. But you were able to survive giving out those bad deals. You need to be a big time spending team. You were the Boston Red Sox. You were a marquee franchise that players are going to want to play for if you are willing to give them fair value. You don't need to overpay. I would have been mad if the Red Sox gave Xander Bogarts 11 years and 280. But my problem is I think we all believe he could have stayed a member of the Red Sox for far less. The Red Sox are one of those organizations that need to have star power in their lineup. And right now they have only one real star and that's Raphael Devers. And we don't even know if his future is he going to want to remain a member of the Boston Red Sox now that Xander Bogarts is gone. There's so many questions up in the air when it comes to this organization. I grew up again watching David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, then to go to Xander Bogarts and Mookie Betts. I don't necessarily need the team to spend an absurd amount of money, but I need the team to have star power, and right now it doesn't. And on the other end of things, the Yankees aren't spending like they used to. They used to give out some really bad contracts themselves. A.J. Burnett. Some of them worked out. C.C. Sabathia. They were big time spenders back in the day. They are no longer. Now they're just keeping their own player. But at the very least, they kept Aaron Judge. They know in New York you need to have a face of the franchise. And Aaron Judge is clearly the face of the New York Yankees. And maybe the Yankees will do some more spending this offseason. I mean, they have spent more than the Red Sox recently. They did go after Garrett Cole, Giancarlo Stanton. Some of those deals have worked better than others. It's just really weird that the Yankees and Red Sox are no longer the gigantic spenders that they once were. That they're being blown out by the Phillies, 
Padres, and then you can add the Dodgers. Let's talk about the other New York baseball team, the one that's in the National League. Mets fans were taken aback when two-time Cy Young Award winner Jacob deGrom left after nine seasons with the team, and he ends up signing with the Texas Rangers on a five-year, $185 million deal. This is one where I'm conflicted. On one hand, I agree with many. DeGrom is one of the most talented pitchers in the history of the sport. On the other hand, the 34-year-old has only made 38 combined starts the last three seasons. This is a risky proposition for the Rangers. They are banking on the fact that DeGrom is going to get healthier as he ages, and as we all know, it usually ends up going the other way. The Mets themselves reacted immediately to the loss of DeGrom by signing the reigning AL Cy Young Award winner, Justin Verlander to a two-year, $86 million deal, almost the exact same amount they gave his former Tiger teammate Max Scherzer last offseason. This deal makes sense. I don't understand signing pitchers to long-term deals. They hardly ever work out. Verlander has a year or two of dominance remaining, and the Mets have a team that can win it all. The team also re-signed outfielder Brandon Nimmo to an eight-year, $162 million deal. This is a player fans thought the Mets would lose to a team like the Blue Jays. This deal proves owner Steve Cohen is willing to break the bank. Now, the Mets have had a history of spending big-time money. Remember, they went after Carlos Beltran once upon a time. They went after Johan Santana. They have a few times broken the bank, but this feels like a team that is now consistently going to spend money to put a good team on the field, and that is something that is welcomed for somebody who watches the Mets. I like the Mets. I have been a fan. I like David Wright. I love that era. They were a team that could never get over the hump. It feels like the Mets are on the verge of possibly winning a World Series, and I think that would be cool to see. It would be cool to see Buck Showalter, one of baseball's best managers, finally win the World Series. We got to see that with Dusty Baker last year. I like when these baseball lifers finally get a chance to win the World Series, and I think the Mets are giving Showalter that chance. He has Verlander, he has Scherzer, and offensively, they have Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso. I mean, this Mets team is better than the Yankees, and because of their pitching, I put them higher than the Phillies. The Phillies, to me, have one clear ace, and that's Aaron Nola. The Phillies are an offensive team. They have bats. They have Bryce Harper. They have Reese Hoskins. Now they have Trey Turner. They have a stacked lineup with Kyle Schwarber, but the Mets have a stacked lineup now with elite starting pitching, and I think that's what differentiates themselves from the Braves and the Phillies. Don't forget, the Mets won 101 regular season games with Jacob deGrom not making a lot of starts last year, and now they're adding Justin Verlander to go along with Max Scherzer. Two of the top five starting pitchers in all of baseball are now members of the New York Mets. A team in the National league that's not known a lot for their spending is the St. Louis Cardinals, but they have found their replacement to catcher Yadier Molina in the form of former Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras, who signs for five years and $85 million to go along with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Tough be for the Cubs fans to lose him to a divisional rival. It never makes sense to me as to why they did not trade him during the trade deadline. I felt the same way with 
with the Red Sox when it came to Xander Bogarts. If you're not going to keep these star players and you know that they're going to be free agents, why not capitalize on a move and get a young player to replace these guys? You're never going to fill the void of a Wilson Contreras or a Xander Bogarts, but you can get something back for them. I think it's great that the Cardinals have had this organizational awakening and are spending big-time money on Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and now Wilson Contreras, but there's another part of me that thinks that when the team was at their best, they were developing young stars out of Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, and Adam Wainwright, not by taking other players' teams. Like, it's great. You got Paul Goldschmidt. He won an MVP. You have Nolan Arenado. I feel like he already had his best years with Colorado. If you look throughout the history of baseball, the best teams are the ones that find that balance between signing big-time free agents and developing your own stars. The 2007 Boston Red Sox are a perfect example of that. They won by developing young players like Dustin Bedroya and Jacoby Ellsbury while also acquiring an ace pitcher from the Marlins in Josh Beckett. They were able to do it all. Remember the Yankees of the 90s? They developed Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, and Andy Pettit while also bringing in players like Tino Martinez and Wade Boggs to fill the roster around them. That You need to find that balance, and I feel like some of these big-time spending teams do not have that balance. When you hear about the San Diego Padres, yes, it's great that they have all these players like Juan Soto and Xander Bogarts, but what players have they developed into stars? The one guy seems to be Fernando Tatis Jr., and he now seems to be on the way out. You can spend all the money you want, but to develop a really great team, there needs to be that balance. And I feel like the Padres don't have that balance. The Phillies really don't have that balance. I think the Braves are what most teams should aspire to be. The Braves have developed their star players, Ronald Acuna Jr. They've signed him to a long-term deal, but they're also bringing in players from the outside to add to that. They got a Matt Olson to replace a Freddie Freeman. Let me put this another way. I balk at the idea of spending for somebody to become the face of your organization. I feel like that's something that should happen organically. Like Aaron Judge going to the Giants never made sense to me because you don't know if he's going to perform with the Giants. I know you get him and he immediately becomes the biggest name on your roster, but that doesn't make him the face of your organization. He has a history with the New York Yankees and their fans. That's why to me it made sense for him to remain a New York Yankee. I think the face of your organization should be something that is earned. It just felt like from the outside that the Giants weren't paying for Judge to be one of the best players in baseball. They were paying him to fill the void of a star player that they lost out of with Buster Posey retiring. Those are not the right reasons to make those kind of signings. I don't think that that signing would have worked out. I don't think the Giants would have become a winning team because they had Aaron Judge. I just think he would put up numbers and nobody would really watch him perform because he would be on a bad team. The best teams in baseball are both things. They develop talent and then they spend the big time money when necessary. Look at the Houston Astros. They have become a almost modern dynasty because of the young players they drafted and developed. Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, the list goes on and on. Jordan Alvarez is one of the best 
best players in the American League now. They have spent the money on guys like Verlander, but they are winning consistently because of the talent they have developed. Carlos Correa walks out the door and they immediately replace him with Jeremy Pena, who looks like he could be a top five shortstop in the next five years. Those are the type of organizations I admire, and that's why the Astros remain supreme across the league. That's why they're going to continue to be a dominant organization as long as they pay the money to keep their stars and develop other people to become star players. The Padres are too much dependent on their outside free agent signings. The same for the Philadelphia Phillies. You might have some short-term success, but I don't think it leads to long-term consistency like what the Astros have. Like I said earlier, this baseball offseason got off to a slow start, but then we got to the winter meetings and got everything fans could want and more. Big stars signed like Aaron Judge. Rumors were everywhere. I would not be mad if this becomes the new norm. Make the winter meetings a massive free agent event. And it's kind of been that way in the past. Alex Rodriguez signed with the Yankees back in 2008 like that, but not consistently. This winter meetings, it felt as though all the teams realized that the offseason needs player movement and in intrigue. And as I record this podcast, there are still some big time free agents left. Let's talk about the two remaining star shortstops because this offseason it has been all about the shortstops and two of them are off the board. Trey Turner is with the Phillies and Xander Bogarts is with the San Diego Padres. But what remains are Carlos Correa and Dansby Swanson. I want to say this about Carlos Correa. I think he is one of the most talented shortstops in all of baseball. I do not condone what he did to the Minnesota Twins last season. He signed there. He got a free year deal with free opt-outs and then he opted out of the first year and told us all he was going to opt out before the regular season ended. I just don't like the baggage that comes with Correa right now and I would not be all that excited if I'm a San Francisco Giants fan and we don't end up with Judge but we end up signing Correa to some massive contract over $300 million. I think that's risky. The guy has health issues and I also think he has a bit of an attitude issue. As for Swanson, he has been linked to almost every team in need of a shortstop. The Chicago Cubs. He could go back to the Atlanta Braves. The Dodgers maybe now that they don't have Trey Turner. I would suspect him going back to the Atlanta Braves because they are the type of team that develops these players and then ends up keeping him and last offseason they let Freddie Freeman go but they had a replacement in the form of Matt Olson. I just don't know where they're going to find a replacement for Dansby Swanson I can't imagine that the money is going to be that big for Swanson but then again I never could have foreseen Xander Bogarts getting the deal that he got and then when it comes to starting pitchers with Justin Verlander and Jacob deGrom off the board the biggest pitcher remaining is left-hander Carlos Rodon, I suspect the New York Yankees are going to be the team that ends up with Rodon. I can't imagine their offseason is going to end just because they signed Aaron Judge. This is a team that needs to keep pace with the Houston Astros. The Astros just lost Justin Verlander, so I think the best move the Yankees could make is to get Rodon, and then you would have a rotation.
rotation of Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Nelson Cortez, and Luis Severino. Not too shabby. That would be one of the best rotations in all of the American League. And they just lost Jamison Tyon to the Chicago Cubs. I think Rodon makes too much sense for the Yankees not to make that move. I'll end on this. The offseason has been exciting. These deals are great in the moment, but it will be interesting to see how they look down the line. Will the year six of the Aaron Judge deal look good? Will year five of Xander Bogarts with the Padres look any good? Trey Turner with the Phillies? When you give out these massive long-term deals, you have to win big in order to justify keeping these guys in their late 30s. Teams are spending through the roof because there's now more wild cards than ever. There's now chances for you to win the World Series when in other years there really wasn't. You just saw the Phillies make the World Series as a wild card team and now everyone thinks they can do it. The Padres think they could be that team that defrones the Dodgers and take the NL West. You have the Mets, you have the Phillies, you have the Braves. The National League is stacked. I think the American League needs to start spending some more money this offseason. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe.